Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Our topic today is Napoleon was a child of the Enlightenment. I assess the validity of the statement above. Use examples referring both to specific aspects of the Enlightenment and to Napoleon's pol policies and attitudes. Hello, my name is Lorena Rajon. Hello, my name is Camila Romo. Hello, my name is Cynthia Marin. Hello, my name is Ashley Perdomo. My name is Ashley. And my name is Cynthia. And we are in favor of the statement that says Napoleon was a child of the Enlightenment. My name is Camila. And my name is Lorena. And we oppose that Napoleon was a child of the Enlightenment. Napoleon was, in fact, a child of the Enlightenment. Napoleon Bonaparte, also known as Napoleon I, was one of the most celebrated luminaries in the history of the West. He revolutionized military organization and training, sponsored the Neopolitic Code, the prototype of later civil law codes, reorganized education, and established the long-lived Cordadat Agreement or Treaty with the Papacy in 1801. With his various ideas of the Enlightenment, such as rationality, religious toleration, and freedoms, Napoleon made several changes to the government of France. Though the changes he made and reforms based on the Enlightenment, he ruled as an enlightened absolutist. Napoleon was in fact not a child of the Enlightenment. Many can argue that Napoleon was one of the many representations that helped form the Enlightenment and its ideas. Some examples would be his 1799 Act to draft the Constitution and his partake in the equal tax collection. However, no one ever focuses on the fact that he limited freedom of speech and of expression. He also claimed that he was against absolute power, yet once in power formed a tyrannical monarchy of his own. In this essay, we will be explaining the different ideas that Napoleon had and the different actions he took. Napoleon violated the enlightened ideas of freedom of speech and press. He would imprison those who would say no, no to any aspect of the government. Now we're going to take a moment to provide evidence on why Napoleon Bonaparte was a child of the Enlightenment. In the 1800s, the French clergy was split up into two groups, those who had taken an oath of allegiance to the revolutionary government and those who had refused and gone against the idea. Napoleon decided to heal religious division between these two groups in order to have a united Catholic church that could promote social peace. After several discussions and negotiations, Napoleon was able to make Pope Pius VII signed the Concordat of 1801. Even though Napoleon did grant religious freedom and power to the French Catholics, Napoleon had now gained all political power over the church. His government now controlled and nominated bishops, paid the clergy, and exerted great influence over the church in general. But most importantly, this control of religion publicly supported enlightened thinkers' ideas because many thought of religion as irrational and the cause of fanaticism, which was against the morals and teachings of the rational ideas enlightened thinkers advocated. In addition to that, Napoleon promoted religious tolerance, influenced by Enlightenment thinkers such as Voltaire, providing him, proving him to not only be a good ruler, but also a majorly enlightened one, who believed in reforming the old ways of the church and promoted general religious toleration. Now we are going to provide evidence on why Napoleon Bonaparte was not a child of Enlightenment. Napoleon limited the people's freedom of speech along with their freedom of press. He stated that allowing people to have the right to say what they want and be able to be heard was going to cause anarchy. But in reality, he limited their freedom because he knew that allowing this will, can potentially cause a threat to his authority. In the year of 1792, the fraternity and equality that was being established, which seemed to be much more important to him than government, when it came to establishment of education, he chose certain people to fill those spots. Those people were commonly ones who agreed with every one of his aspects 
and for those who said no to any particular part of the government would be incarcerated. Moreover, he expelled a few colored officers and students, not allowing them to, the opportunity to be part of the military. They would then have to be forced to be officers. Napoleon deprived the people of the freedom of speech, expression, and political liberties, all going against ideas Voltaire had on his freedom of speech ideology, still following Rousseau's ideas of giving up civil rights for security. Although some people agree with the fact that Napoleon wasn't a child of the Enlightenment, here are more evidence supporting that he was. Secondly, Napoleon could be considered to be an enlightened child, since he strongly believed in bettering the education in France. As we know, the Enlightenment was a major intellectual movement of the late 17th and 18th centuries, emphasizing reason and individualism and the ability to think independently as an individual, which is what education promotes. Napoleon believed in a system of merit, and for such a system to be effective, there must be some form of widespread education. On May 1st, 1802, a decree established what was to be a new system of education in France. Under this new system of education, educational opportunities beyond the secondary schools were provided. The curriculum included languages, modern literature, science, and all other studies necessary for a liberal education. This new education system was intended, of course, to promote the message of the importance of education, which the philosophers of the Enlightenment stressed, but mainly this was intended to provide an educated elite that could help run the country and the military. Additional evidence that proves that Napoleon was not a child of the Enlightenment includes he overthrew the government he formed. He declared himself the emperor, which the people were not too happy with. They already had a tyrannical ruler, and they did not want another. Also, Napoleon stated that he himself did not want a monarchy. However, once he gained enough power, did exactly what he said he did not want, contradicting himself in the aspect of not wanting an absolute monarchy and betraying the main ideas of the French Revolution, which was the idea of government being chosen and approved by the people. Napoleon was a hypocrite. His goal was to find ways to expand France along with its power. He chose certain aspects of the revolution that he knew he would be able to benefit off of. What he truly was trying to achieve was to get what he wanted, and that was commonly power. Because of his desire for power, he would turn to absolute force. Napoleon cared less about the ideals of the revolution and more about keeping France together while expanding its power, and would also go against these ideals in order to ensure his, his own power. Although Napoleon gave countries constitutions, he didn't give them the, the democracies or even representative governments. Although some may argue that Napoleon was not a child of the Enlightenment, they have not taken into consideration the fact that in 1802, when Napoleon was ratified as, as counsel for life and granted full power, he then passed the Civil Code of 1804, usually known as the Napoleonic Code. Under this code, all male citizens are equal. Primogeniture, hereditary nobility, and class privileges are extinguished. For instance, feudal privileges disappeared and the peasants were freed from serfdom. This new code safeguarded all forms of property and tried to secure French society against internal changes. Primarily, the Napoleonic Code acted as a set of laws that enforced equality of all citizens, similar to the natural rights and general will of John Locke, in which he defended the claim that men are by nature free and equal. The Napoleonic Code was able to put an end to the old regime, a period in which everyone was, sub was a subject of the King of France, as well as a member of an estate and province, which was the main goal of enlightened thinkers who wanted social change and political reform. With the end of the old regime, both the social and political establishments were revolutionized. 
In the final analysis, Napoleon implemented a new constitution and a civil code reflecting his accomplishments of the revolution. Popular sovereignty, trial by jury, equality before law, a citizen army, freedom of religion, abolition of feudal privileges, and freedom of the press. He introduced financial reforms and further centralized the administration of France. These reforms made by Napoleon spread enlightened ideas everywhere and into the rest of Europe. His rule inspired toleration, rationalism, and nationalism, and was the start of the modern European political and social era. Given these points, it is safe to say Napoleon was a child of the Enlightenment and ruled as despot of France, making changes to society inspired by progressivity and rationality of the Enlightenment. In conclusion, to remind us that Napoleon was not a child of the Enlightenment, he did various actions that an embodiment of the Enlightenment would not do. He did overthrow the government, yet once he obtained more power, he did the exact same thing the king before him did, and that was reforming a monarchy. Also, he participated in the fight for equal tax collection, but did not care for the government. Instead, he took for ways to gain power. He focused mainly on preventing others from taking the power, and he had tried to give the other people what they wanted in order to ensure his power. After Napoleon took over the government, he formed a consulship, which he was the first consul, and then he then declared himself an emperor. The country with people who recently dethroned a king clearly did not want another tyrannical ruler. He betrayed the main ideas of the French Revolution, the idea of government being chosen and approved by the people. He picked and chose the aspects of revolutionary, he thought, that profited him and um, discarded the rest. He could not he could use this image to gain support from the bourgeoisie of the government he invaded. He monopolized the image as a champion when it was useful and the image of an emperor when that was useful. Using the evidence above, child of the Enlightenment should not be used to describe Napoleon simply because he took many actions that a true child of Enlightenment would not do. Ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into our podcast debate discussing whether Napoleon was or was not a child of the Enlightenment. Once again, my name is Camila Romo. My name is Lorena Rajon. My name is Cynthia Marin. My name is Ashley Perdomo, and this concludes our podcast. Goodbye.